from the last video we had, we had some questions that was asked and we're going to answer some of those questions before we start with uh, Tracy doing the channeling. So the, one of the questions on the video was, how did you connect with Daniel? So the viewer wants to know, how did you start connecting with Daniel and how did you, like what happened in between? I know a little bit like you was feeling some type of energy and you was feeling something connecting to you. So explain so, that. Okay. So we'll, we'll take it back to the level two QHHT training where in our class, and that's, we might as well just say, that's how Jason and I met. We were both in that class together. That is true. And so Julia pulled Kaya up there because they were demonstrating to us that people can go and that can channel these galactic beings and Kaya channels the Octurians. So they brought Kaya up on stage and, and did an induction on him. And then his Octurian started coming out and speaking. And I was sitting at the back of the class and I was actually sitting by Julia at the back of the class. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, my whole body just starts doing all this twitching and stuff. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what's happening? And she goes, I know it's great, isn't it? And I'm like, what is, something's happening to me though. And she goes, yeah, you're probably being activated. And I didn't really know what all that meant. And then, um, and then later that night, we all went to the bonfire. Did you go to the bonfire thing? No, that was a misunderstood directions and misunderstood directions my mom went to go hang out with her friends and came back late <laughs> oh no okay. yeah so that's that's oh. a side story i was going to go but misunderstanding <laughs> oh that's too bad yeah so we had um we had a new moon ceremony that night and it was the last night of class and we're all sitting around the fire and um and Kaya decides to channel again. So he channels a message for us. Well, same thing's happening. I'm like twitching and fidgeting around and stuff. And um, and there was a lot of people were having some responses to all this channeling that was going on and the energy of it and everything. It was, it was quite a bit to take. And I rode to that with Julia and Kaya. So on the drive back, I was sitting there saying, you know, it's too bad. Um, it's too bad there's not just like a booster shot or something you can take for all this to kick in and uh, all this channeling and all this craziness because I was kind of telling them my reactions to it. And then that night I go to bed and I, I woke up the next morning and I had like this, this quarter-sized, well-raised bump right under my, my chest here. And um, I'm sore as heck. I couldn't find like a bite mark or anything like that. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So then I'm telling Julia about that. And she's like, and I don't know if she was trying to humor me or if she was being serious or not. But she was like, do you think that was like an implant or something? What do you think happened? And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, so then my mind's really going out there. Right. And so I get home and, um, and I, I set up a trade with a friend of mine that that also did the QHHT and, and she was excited for me to get back from level two training. And, and I was excited to get back and share with her what I learned. And so I go and go to her house and we're going to do a trade. So I, I put her under and we did her session and then she was going to put me under and do my session. And I'm sitting in this chair and it was one of those gravity chairs. 
And I said, I feel a little bit funny. I'm not sure what's about to happen, but I feel really lightheaded and I'm having a hard time forming a sentence. I said, let's, <laughs> let's just see it. I pop that chair back and she starts to do the regression and pretty soon they just start coming out talking. Daniel's talking to her and, and he was taking us on a tour. He was showing us the giants. He was showing us the Palladians. He was showing us all these different galactic councils and I don't have any of it recorded. And I'm so oh, sad. Oh man. So sad. Because he you know, was, this was a, just, la, 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 la. a QHHT and, session that you was having or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so instead of going into a past life, she didn't even get to finish the induction. It, it was just boom. I was I was going, blah, blah, blah. it started coming out. And, and he was like, all right, let's party. He just talked, 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 talked. And the funny part was, is she goes, okay, well, on my little sheet of questions, I wanted to know what that bump was, right? You know, it's like, here I came home with this big bump. Was that a bug bite? What was that? And so she asked, well, what's the bump on, on just below Tracy's rib cage? And they said, well, she asked for it. And she goes, what do you mean she asked for it? And he said, yeah, when she was in the car with Kaya and Julia, she said, I wish there was a booster shot. I and forgot so, about that. Yeah. So he gave it to her. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, and that's how it all began. And, and there was a lot of uh, discovery along the way. So that happened. And then um, I think it was with Val that uh, I did the channeling again. We did a video thing like this. And and she was asking questions. And so we kind of started doing some of those, those little videos where in the very beginning where she would ask questions to see what would come through. And we were recording those. And then um, one of the gals from our class was posting on, on Facebook that she was having a bad day, you know, just having a rough day. And I said, hey, can I call you quick? And I wasn't even thinking about the Octorian stuff at all. I was just like, you know, my heart went out to her for having a bad day. And I was like, let's see if we can shift this. She gets on the phone with me and I start talking to her and pretty soon, boom, here comes Daniel. He comes in, takes her into the forest, takes her through all this stuff, has her stand in a circle, has her uh, go through this whole thing of release, releasing, releasing. She had unicorns, she had wizards, she had dragons, she had all this stuff coming in. And dragons and like, wizards, oh my. Yeah, oh my. <laughs> and she starts speaking her light language and um and started just having all these experiences. And then they were asking her, Well, what do you feel now? What are you doing now? And taking her on all these journeys. And then they go, Okay, Tracy's tired now, we're gonna leave. And they take off. And I'm just like, that was interesting. And she goes, What do you call that? I said, I don't know, that's never happened before. So she's actually the one that named it the Ascension Sessions, the Ascension Activation Sessions. She started uh, doing her channeling and doing a lot of work around that and um, created some, a, a little, I think she created a service around her channeling, but I, I, can't, I can't be sure. I don't know that she does that now, but if, when that was happening, she did. And that was, man, we're almost on three years ago. Do you realize that? In yeah. August, it'll be three years. Wow. It's crazy. In my mind, I'm so, thinking it's two. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, we all lost the COVID year. We're gonna, it's going to be the year that never happened. So <laughs> anyways, so that's how the Ascension Sessions happened. That's how I met Daniel or was introduced to Daniel channeling through me. I used to do channeled letters where I would channel in 
the guides and ascended masters and stuff like that and angels and bring messages through. Uh, they talk a lot different. They're they're all about beloved child and and frou frouy talky and they're definitely not the smart asses and um, you know doing all of the the popcorn talk that that Daniel does. But um, <laughs> so I used to do that in a written form. I didn't necessarily speak it. At least I wasn't aware of it. If they would speak through me, I didn't realize they were. But um, Every once in a while when I would do hypnosis with somebody, because I, I did hypnosis before I took QHHD. And so when I would do hypnosis with people every once in a while, I'd feel myself kind of kick into a into second gear and and words would just keep flowing as I was doing their hypnosis. Now that I do channeling, I'm realizing I was probably channeling that in and just not making that connection. Mm, I was right. But um but yeah, with Daniel, it's they they wanted to make sure I knew it. I would feel fuzzy in the head every time he'd come in. I could feel that energy. Now he's just right there and he comes in. Um, but it took a little bit of doing that little dance back and forth. They wanted they wanted me to know when I was in that energy and when I wasn't. And and there's been a few funny trials and errors, you know, because when you're doing this stuff, it's like am I making it up? Am I kind of, maybe, maybe my ego's in there and I am just kind of doing something weird. So I would try to say something different than what they were saying. I would try to say something else and, and I wouldn't be able to say it or mm. now that's not to say that I can't come out of the channel. I was trying to influence the channel and I couldn't. And so it's different. And, and, it'd be hard to explain, but when you're in it, you know, it's like they can hear my thoughts and they'll they oh, Tracy's over here asking blah, blah, blah. And they will read my thoughts and, and sometimes apply it. But I was actually trying to influence what they were saying and I and I couldn't. And I've had times where, um, there was one time over here, you know me, I'm always moving these things. And I had this little baby sitting there and I knocked that sucker over and it went all over my desk and they kept talking and I'm cleaning up the entire desk. I'm getting a towel. I'm wiping it all down. <laughs> Somebody out there has this video in their session where I'm wiping down my desk and cleaning up and they're still talking. And so that was an interesting one for me. It's like, were your eyes closed or open while you're cleaning your they desk? They were open while I was cleaning. The reason I closed my eyes is because I because I get to go to wonderland when, you know, it's like, I get to see what they're seeing. If I'm sitting here talking to you with my eyes open, I'm distracted by, it's not as strong of a channel because I'm distracted by everything going on out here, everything going on here. And so then I my, my hand gestures too. Yeah. If I was seeing the faces that you were making. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> she said, going with the wind. <laughs> right. So, so that's kind of my experience with the channeling with Daniel. Um, that's how I met Jason. So you could kind of tell the story of how we ended up working together. Though. Sure. So pretty much on Facebook, there's a Facebook group for Dolores Cannon for QHHT. So for level two, I, I was in that group as well. And uh, I realized that Tracy had a YouTube channel. So I clicked on it started going through all the videos and I noticed that she had a couple of videos that had channeling sessions, doctorians. And one of the sessions that was talking about, uh, Valerie asked you the question about this UFO light and the light in the sky and everything. And then like you had a response to it, you had an answer. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's interesting. And thought it was neat. 
but in the video, I will have to say, I didn't know who was who. I didn't know. Right, because there wasn't a video, it was audio. Right, because it was audio only. So I did not know if that was Tracy's voice at first or if that was Valerie's voice. Like, I didn't know which voice was which, what face. Yeah. Because when, you, when you're channeling, you, you sound a little bit different. And then uh, Valerie and you. And our sound voices similar. sound a lot the same in recordings. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I did not know. And then finally, I realized that it was in that video, it was Tracy that was doing the channeling. So one day I came across something. I think it was the blue lights in the sky or it was the sonic boom sounds uh, up north. So I, I just mentioned it to Tracy. I said, hey, next time you have a session and you do a channeling, um, ask about this, ask about what's going on with the, the blue lights in the sky that are glowing or the sonic booms, one of the two. And she's like, well, how about you ask me those questions? And I was like, all right, okay. Because yeah. I was going to lead down this path anyway, but the opportunity came about and I was like, sure, if you want me to, I ask you those questions. I'll ask you questions all day. <laughs> all day long. So, I was having another experience over here while all of this was going on. I kept seeing the name Jason, but I knew Jason is Jacob. So... Yes, that was going Facebook. right over my head, that this whole Jason thing. So everything said Jason on it. I, and to the point where I was asking people, like, I think I hired somebody to do a reading on this. Because I'm like, why do I keep seeing the name Jason? And um, so then Jason and I started working together. We were doing, we did a couple of videos before I ever figured it out. And what happened was I had, um, at Christmas time, somebody gave me Jason shampoo and body soap and stuff. And so that was in my shower and to the point where I was like, I get it, Jason. And I took the bottle and I turned it and faced it away because I couldn't figure out what it was and it was bugging me, right? I'm like, you guys aren't going to tell me, <laughs> just leave me alone. And I had turned it. Yes. And for whatever reason that day, I'd, I had turned it back around. I think I went to get some soap out and, you know, when they start getting empty, they slide off and I think it fell and I picked it up and put it back up and I saw Jason oh jason and I was like, oh my god the whole time you guys were telling me to work with jason okay so i think very divinely pulled together um yes you know it was it was very cool the way that all conspired and and we've been doing the interviews ever since and having a good time with it absolutely Meeting a great group of people our audience mm -hmm. yeah you know, getting a collective together that's just absolutely extraordinary so yeah, it's, it's been very interesting so far. And every time I have a session with you in video collaboration, I mean, like, just to think like, oh, what's going to happen tonight? Like, man, is there anything that's going to happen tonight? Is anything going to come through? There's always some juicy tidbit of information that comes through. So it, it, it's, well, it's pretty, I have to tell you the most, the most challenging thing that I've done recently is the workshops because I can't prepare for them. And so, like I have one coming up, um, by the time this is posted, it'll be passed. But um, on the 10th of July, I have one coming up and it's like, I can't prepare for it, but I'll tell you what has been happening. And I talked about it on my video that I posted the other day is um, when I set these workshops up right now, I'm doing a, a series of self-worth, self-love. Uh, mm -hmm. We 
because that's what we have to do to make it to ascension, right? And so they were showing me it's very important that we get through these layers and move into self-love and worthiness and all of this. Well, the one that's coming up is discovering love within the pain. And so, of course, I'm going through these things like the last two weeks since I set it up that it's like, okay, I get it. I get that you're preparing me for the, for the workshop. But it's like I'm shedding all of these layers and, um, and having to let go of attachments and, and preconceived ideas, mm-hmm. uh, controlling, uh, controlling in the sense of uh, wanting it to look a certain way and just letting it go and being in the flow of things and just allowing for life to unfold and, um, you know, just, just being, just holding space in love and finding, finding that through the cycle that I, that I keep seeing being repeated. And so as a cycle Mm. keeps being repeated, it's like, okay, each time I'm, feeling a layer of that and, it, and it's like this last go around um i'm noticing it being much more intense and i think that's because i'm being prepared for what's coming on, on gotcha. Saturday. now so, here's a question that relates to uh self-love and service to self and then you have self-love is there a difference or i think it's it... all connected, connected. I, I would say it's connected because what we're doing is the outside world is a reflection of how we're feeling in our inner world, right? And so when you're looking at what is going on, um, how are you serving self? How are you uh, being, you know, are you being good to yourself? Are you being your own best friend? Would you let somebody treat your best friend that way kind of a thing? Mm. Um, It goes back to things like uh, people only treat you the way you allow them to. Would you allow your someone to talk to your mother that way you know all of those things and so you become that vehicle of of self-love in the sense that you now you're holding those same uh boundaries for yourself gotcha it's like you don't get to talk to me that way you don't get to treat me that way i love you i love you and i'm here and when you can come back and and come in a loving way then you can then we can have this conversation or then we can interact. But yeah. if you're going to come and treat me poorly, um, I'm, I'm no longer going to allow you to abuse me that way just because you're hurting. I'm here to talk to you. I can help you, but you, I'm no longer going to be that punching bag. I'm not going to be the doormat. I'm not going to be that. And I think mm-hmm. we're all learning how to because when we set those boundaries with another person, they're not going to treat us that way. And they're still going to want to be in our life. They're just going to know that now they, they know that you're not going to be, you're not going to be the mirror for, for their lack of self-worth. So. Right. uh, Then, then we are showing the other person, right. We're showing the other person, this is in you too. You know, you don't have to take this from anyone else either. And as we all get there, then we're creating you know when you love yourself you're going to be kind to everyone else right right yeah because the reason why i bring that up because even like years ago when we first started uh these collaborations and everything there was a comment that was made that was kind of like um loving yourself taking care of yourself you know and the comment was well should 
shouldn't you be taking care of someone else? Shouldn't you be a service to others? But in another video, it was, you need to take care of you first, get, take care of your negative energies or you're not having enough self-love and everything else. Because if you don't focus on you, you're going to stay in your one spot. But if you keep helping out everybody else, you probably only help them out 10% on this person, 10% on that person, or that person, you help them out 5% and you just went up 10% helping these people, but you didn't solve your things within. So I was like, wow, that, that was interesting how it was put. Yeah. And think of all the people that watch you do your work. So, you know, in my house, as I'm doing my work and I'm loving myself enough to say no, no to the things I want to say no to, and definitely yes to the things I want to say yes to, and go have fun and go live your best life. I've got three boys that watch me do that. I've got, you know, I've got siblings that are watching me do that. I've got friends that are watching me do that. And I have so many people coming up to me now going, oh my gosh, you are having so much fun and you're doing so many fun things and they want to be a part of it. And, and, sometimes that gets to happen, you know, it's like, yeah, come on, let's go do it. And, and do it. Um, we get to celebrate together. And if not, at least it's inspiring them to go find that for themselves as well. And so that's the part that was so hard for me to get through this sucker right here is that there's no better way to help everyone else than to help yourself. Because when you start succeeding, and finding your joy and being in your bliss and, and finding your abundance and all of that, then everyone else is seeing it. And then they want to come along and they ask questions and they want guidance mm, and, right. and they want to do what you're doing. And so they, there's a lot more um, or a lot less resistance to the information that you're going to share with them and everything else. So they want to they want to have fun everybody's here to have fun we, we all want to enjoy these lives right and do it before we're too old and all that goodness so so i think that finding our self-love and our self-worth is such a valuable package to the ascension because if we can't figure out how to hold and sustain our own joy we're never going to be able to keep that vibration in that fifth dimension going either you know and so mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's fun when, when that third dimension, I'm gonna use the airport as an example. So uh, uh, when I was coming back from Arkansas, I missed my connecting flight in Dallas, right? So we get off the plane and the lady says, oh, go over there to 28B. They're gonna help you re get new connecting flights. And so our whole plane, we all go over there. So there's this huge line <laughs> and nobody's moving nobody's moving and then we got the loud talking guy behind us that decides this is the best time to facetime his buddy and just be loud and obnoxious and rude it's <laughs> just like oh my god make the guy stop we've just been on this airplane forever and everybody's dehydrated tired because we got uh we end up sitting on the airstrip for about four hours oh wow and we were in a little plane and other planes run out of food and water very fast when you've got that many people sitting there waiting. And so, um, so we were all tired. We just wanted to get our tickets and, and then and get on our way. And this line isn't moving. But I 
I collaborated with the guy that was standing there with me. I said, I'll hold your spot in line if you go charge your phones because our phones were going dead and everything because there was no way to charge them on that plane. So he's charging our phones and he comes back and he goes, hey, my flight, it's nine o'clock at night. And he goes, the flight that I need to connect with is at 940. I don't know, should I, do you think it would be okay if I go up to that counter and ask if there's anywhere else I could get that flight set up for me? And I was like, I'm watching the stuff. You go do what you need to do because you need to get to your daughter. His daughter, it was her birthday and he was missing all of it. So he goes running up there. Everybody kind of stepped aside and let him ask his questions. He comes back and he said, and keep in mind, we've been standing there 10, 15 minutes at this point, And the same two guys are still at the front of the counter. Nothing's moved. Nobody's been helped. It's still the same two people that hmm. were there when we got in line. And he goes, at this point, I think I have like 40% battery. <laughs> and he hands me my phone and he goes, they told me that B30 is also doing this. So I'm going to go check it out. And I said, I'm going to hold the spot here. And I gave him my phone number. I said, when you get over there, if there's, if there's a smaller line, text me and I'll come over. And that way we're not losing our spot here just in case. Well, there was a couple of people behind me that heard this whole conversation. So they followed him over. <laughs> he sends me a text. There's just the three of us here. And so I get out of line, head over there. Well, then a whole bunch of other people saw and they moved over too. But we get over there and this guy's just like, I don't know what just happened, but he's sitting there helping us as fast as he can. And um, anyways, within a couple minutes, I had my new ticket. I was ready to go. I, I knew where I needed to be. I got to go sit down, get some food, go to the bathroom, do all these things. And I'm not standing in this ridiculous line anymore. I was like, okay. We were in 3D where we're all standing there playing on our phones and not paying attention and nothing's happening. And then, then when we took some action, when we decided to, to change it, then all of a sudden we got to move to a whole different experience. Our tickets were done. We got to go relax and, and kick back at our terminals and snack on some food and get some beverages and, and everybody else is still standing in these lines, you know, and it's like, that to me, that was like, okay, that's what 3D could be like. And this is what 5D could be like, where you're getting taken care of and things are happening and everybody was in a good mood and everyone was polite. And then these other lines, everybody's being loud and obnoxious and rude and, and grumpy. And it's like, okay, that was an airport version of 3D and 5D. And um, I just think that there was, there was a lot a lot of metaphorical stuff going on for me to pick up on in that airport and just I was just running into the nicest people the ones that were going to help me the ones that put me in the right place at the right time helped me get where I needed to be um, all the all the directions that I needed were where I needed them I found them easily you know and I had a really considering I had a really smooth experience with getting to that other flight now the storm and all of that coming in that was delaying everything it kept postponing my flight so a 10 something flight ended up flying out about 12 30 at night but i still got to fly out still got home and all is good everyone was safe and, and right so it seems like you had a test that you had to pass <laughs> yeah it was it was interesting it was like okay i could be in this line and i could get frustrated and i could get um disgruntled it, this, I'm telling you, this guy, I, I think the loud talking guy, 
uh, he was on our airplane, the one that we flew in on. He was loud talking on there for four hours. Um, he went into starvation mode and everybody's throwing him their snacks out of their bags and stuff like that. <laughs> and at one point, yeah. And at one point he, um, the, the couple that followed us over to the other gate, she had let me use her little charger stick on the airplane so that I could text with, with Julia and, um, and the girls in the office because they were looking for alternate flights for me, the little sweethearts. And um, so she was letting me use her memory stick. Well, when we're standing in the line, she's like, oh, I'm starving. And I said, I have some trail mix. You want some? Loud talker guy says, what? You had trail mix and you weren't sharing it on the airplane? <laughs> it's just like, dude, why did you feel so entitled to everybody's food? <laughs> you know, it's like he just expected everybody was going to feed him and take care of him. And oh my goodness, it was insane. But I was like, so, well, she helped me out. So I'm going to help her out if she wants it. And so was the loud talking guy, was that the guy that went to go talk to the other booth? Or was no. this one different? No, this was someone different. This, gotcha. was, this was a guy that he was, he was just a sweet man. He was pretty quiet, actually. I kind of forgot he was even on the plane until he got up to stretch his legs. And, um, and he was saying that he was missing his daughter's birthday. So my heart kind of went out to him for that. And, um, but yeah, so hmm. totally different guy, but it was interesting. interesting. Everybody on that plane though, for the, for the most part, minus, minus the one that was testing all of our patients, everyone was helping everyone else. Like the guy behind me, um, I said, I can't get the flights to pull up on my app. Is there any chance you're getting them on your phone? And he goes, yeah. And he pulls up a flight to Portland for me and screenshot it and sent it to me so that when I got to that booth, when I got up to that desk, I had exactly the flight I wanted. The guy went, pop, 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 pop. there you go. Here's your ticket. Nice. And he sent so in a way, it's like you change your reality in a way. Like yeah. you could have been in that negative side of it. The, oh my God, like what's taking what? so long? Instead of thinking outside the box and thinking of the positive, you know? Yeah. It's like, we're going to get through this. We're all going to get our flights. We're all going to, it's all going to be good. And, and the way that people were working together to help each other out with all of that, um, you know, I, I feel like on that trip, I got to see people be the best versions of themselves. You know, it's like on the flight in, there was somebody struggling with one of their bags, trying to get it up in the, in the bin. And this young guy I was sitting next to jumps up and he's helping. And somebody else said, here, you can move my bags over here and then it'll be easier. And they were all, everybody was working together to make all of that happen. And then on the flight back, everybody, you know, we're all stuck on this airplane together and we're making the best of it and we're all visiting and um getting to know each other and you know there was a family that was heading off to cancun and there was you know some mm -hmm. another group of people that are another couple that um they were just like ah we're not going to get a flight till tomorrow anyway let's just book a hotel and stay the night in dallas you know and that's how and they were just like that's nice you know and it, it was just like people were just being cool about it they knew that there wasn't anything anybody could do about it. It was the weather, right? You know, and so, um, so it was kind of a good experience in the fact that, you know, this is a small plane, everybody's kind of confined. Um, it was one of those little jumper planes to get, you know, like the one hour flights to get you to the big airport, to get you on the big plane. 
And so we're all on this little plane together and yeah, we all just made the best of it. So, you know, what else do you do? Interesting. Well, you had uh, time for this next question. This one was, uh, were you awake for a long time? Like when did you start being awake? So (laughs) I'm gonna go way, way, way back. So I grew up. (laughs) How how young were you? (laughs) I grew up Catholic and and in the Catholic church during service, there's a point where you all turn and shake each other's hands and you and you say, um, (laughs) it's been so long I can't remember. Um, and God we trust or something like that, or you shake you say something back and forth to each other. And I was probably about maybe five or six years old. And I remember hearing very clear in my head, tell the person next to you, Jesus loves you. It's going to be okay. And I wouldn't say it. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm making this up. I'm making this up. Oh. But I know, I know for a fact, I'm not making it up because I remember it to this day, like it was yesterday. And so, so that was when I was really little and I never said it. And I never got over the fact that I didn't tell that person because I was like, what, especially as I got older, I was like, man, I wish I would have said that. That had to have been something they really needed to hear. And I hope that they got that message somehow. But um, anyways, so that was my first memory of ever getting communication um, in the, in the conscious spectrum of it. This was at Uh, church? This was at church when I was about five or six years old. And then the next, the next kind of thing I can remember, I always remember thinking uh, catechism class or Sunday school was crock. Um, a little secret about me, I've never read the Bible. <laughs> so I've read verses out of it, but I've never actually read the Bible um, because I could never wrap my head around the stories that I was being told in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. I was like, they didn't make sense to me. So, so I guess there was a sense of knowing back then, but back then I just thought I was being lazy and just not wanting to learn it. And, uh, you know, I was just being difficult. Um, then as I got older, uh, the, my grandfather, my mom's dad had died in a car accident the year before I was born. And when I had my first car, I was driving my car down the road and I heard very clear in my ear and very few clear audience moments but this was one of them sell your car or you're going to get in an accident and it was just this little beige Subaru hatchback tiny car you know and um and I thought okay that's weird I just got this car and and I'm sitting there thinking grandpa I was like is grandpa trying because he died in a car accident so I was like is grandpa trying to tell me I'm gonna get hurt in a car accident so I didn't do anything about that. A couple days later, I'm driving the car and I pull out to get on on a highway that takes me into work. And I worked at a department store at the time. And this other car comes flying up right behind me and has to hit their brakes. And they were going way too fast and I wasn't quite up to speed yet. So the two were a bad combination, almost got hit. And Mm. I'm just like, oh my goodness. Well, it turned out it was somebody I worked with. So when we got there, she goes, oh my gosh, your beige car. I barely saw it. And I had to slam on my brakes. I almost didn't even see your car on the road. It blended in with the background and with the scenery. Oh, wow. So that was good to know. <laughs> and so I I then went home and told my mom 
what had happened. And I never seen anybody move so fast of putting me in my car. Let's go car shopping. And we went and got me a different vehicle that day. <laughs> so, um, you know, she lost her dad that way. She didn't want to lose one of her kids that way. So she, right. she was like, we're going to go get you a new car. So I ended up with this cute little pickup. Loved it. And um, anyway, so then that was, so that was one of the memories that I had. Another memory I had was when I was dating my now husband. And um, I think I was, I think I was 19 then. And I, I had broke up with him and I was driving home and it was another one of those auditor, auditory moments. And I heard you're not done yet. And I knew exactly what it meant. And I knew that we would get back together and we did. And we ended up um, late. So, so all of this is happening at very young ages. Uh, 19 was about the time that I really embraced it. I had a friend uh, when I was 14, I was 14, he was 17, he died in a car accident. He was my older brother's best friend. And um, that one was one of the most profound experiences I had because I went to his funeral and all I could feel was giddy and happy and everybody else was crying and I'm feeling elated. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I want to celebrate? Why do I feel like I want to just like, like I feel light and airy and excited and playful? And so I have to keep trying to put on this, this face of being sad. And I never understood that until later when I realized I could feel his energy. And so he was trying to let me know that he was happy, that it's okay, you know, and all of that. But he's the one that taught me how to be a medium. So, so that launched off around uh, 18, 19 years old. I, I, uh, I, trying to think of what what started that was it the John Edward show that was on TV where he would do the mediumship readings and we used to watch that all the time and um, I always thought man that would be so cool to do that well then he said you know one of them said okay if you want your loved ones to come through or you want to know they're around just ask them for a sign just ask them for something like a flower or pennies or whatever and I said okay so this the one that that got killed in a car accident at 17 I said, okay, Shane, I want chocolate chip cookies. If you're around me, I want chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it is until you get them every single day. Everywhere I went, chocolate chip cookies. People would, people would bake them thing. in their house. Um, they were showing up on the break room table at work. They were everywhere. Every day I had chocolate chip cookies to the point where I said, okay, I'm getting fat. Stop it with the chocolate chip cookies. I get it. You're there. So I started communicating with him and everything snowballed from there. But I designed this so perfectly. I worked in a retail store where I had, um, I would take breaks with two other gals. And one of them was teaching us how, me and my friend, she was teaching both of us how to interpret dreams. Mm. And so, okay. so I found that stuff so fascinating. So we'd always take our breaks together at work, you know, and then, and then that was getting to be not enough. So then we would meet once a week after work and, and do this and do dream inter interpretations. And I was keeping journals and all of that. And I ended up having the most profound past life experience I've ever had through dream interpretation where something that had been antagonizing me in my life. Like I was just like, I'm so obsessed with this. I can't seem to get through this. Why can't I let this go? And then all of a sudden 
this dream journal I was keeping, we sit down and I'm reading my dreams off for that week. And the gal that was helping us interpret it goes, that's a past life. This, 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 this. And as she's rattling it all off, I just went. Whoop! And I never was bothered by that situation ever again. I understood it. Hmm. I knew why it was taking place. I knew what role I played in it. I knew what role my now ex-husband played in it. And I knew what role that um, the other people that were a part of that played in it. And it was so clear. And it was like, everyone needs to know how to do this. And that's what got me started on what I do with the hypnosis and how it eventually led me to QHHT and then to doing this. So that was my early years. The rest <laughs> of it's just a lot of classes, a lot of um, uh, just doing the work and practicing and going to expos and doing that kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. And one thing leads to another and it, and it just, it just snowballs. <laughs> it certainly does. So that's my story. And um, I'm sticking to it. Perfect. Yeah, I, I always wanted to know that too. So that was a good question. So I was wondering about that myself. Now this one, maybe it will be for Daniel, but you can answer it as well. But how to get our vibrations up and how to keep it up? The choice is yours. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, how do you keep the vibrations up? I think we should ask both. I, I'll, I'll put in my two cents. And if you feel the need to ask Daniel again, when we bring him in, um, let's do it. So for me around here, uh, keeping the vibrations up can be tricky sometimes because we are living in a duality world, right? And we are faced with third dimensional realities of, of adversity and, um, ego and different things like that. So for me, um, the way I keep my spirits up is I, and we talked about this a little bit. I don't watch TV I or I watch movies, but I don't watch the news. I don't, I don't pull up all of these things that get me worked up and get me upset about things. Um, I hang around positive people as best I can. And if they're not being wow. positive, I try and keep that a little shorter or I try to shift it with them. You know, it's like, well, what do you want? What, let's think about some other ways to look at this. So um, keeping yourself around good people that support you, um, that want to see you do good and that rise you up and, and you better be that person for them too, you know, be a good person. So I go out in the world and I try to be the best version of myself. I try to be a good person. Um, and I just do the things that I enjoy doing. There's, you know, there's always your daily chores and whatnots and being a parent and all of that and that stuff does come into play but for the most part keep that environment around you happy and I love animals so I've got my dogs I got my cats and and I've got um you know I got my family close by I've got good friends close by I go and I I interact and and go out to to meet up with them go do fun things with with my friends and family so those are a lot of the ways, the daily way to keep my spirits up. I meditate. I have my meditation room now with my pyramid in it. And I love <laughs> that. Um, if something's getting me down, uh, I have to really look at going to the deeper pieces to that. Look at, look at it really deep into the um, why am I being triggered? What is, what is the 
uh, mirror that's coming back to me in this situation. And I always have to take myself back to the point of this is happening for me, not to me. And it took me a while to get to be that person <laughs> before it's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and, but, you know, again, if a cycle is happening, it's, it's happening for me and I need to look at that. And so um, it's not every day is going to be perfect, but, you know, if we, if we have our little people in hand, I have certain friends that I'll call that I know I can count on to tell them what's going on. They, they help me work through it if I'm struggling with getting through it on my own. So have good people around you that are going to support you. That's going to be key to keeping those spirits up. So nice. Yeah. I'm hearing in my head, what about people that have jobs they don't like? And that's going to be a journey. Everyone's own journey. Because I was in that too. The 3D, 9 to 5, corporate stuff. Yeah, that's um, a good question, you know. Yeah, that's, you um, yeah, you got to find what your passion is and then figure out how, how could I survive or make a living off of my passion. Uh, yeah, and for time. everyone, that journey is going to be different because we all have to overcome our belief systems that we need that job. I talked to somebody uh, the other day that that we were talking about, um, what was it? Uh, I was, the question was, what should I do for a career or what's my purpose? And it's like, why don't you make this passion of yours, turn that into something that you charge for? Oh, I can't charge for that. It's like, that's why you have the nine to five. And you don't like that nine to five. So why don't you talk yourself into charging for the thing you do like, and then you get to do something you like and make money. And so there, there are ways to, to create. And even if, even if like you do investments, I mean, that's corporate, but you enjoy doing it. Right. You know? Right. Um, and there's other things I enjoy doing that aren't woo woo stuff. Not a lot but there are some, and, um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So finding the thing that, that you are passionate about and, and working towards that, and that's going to be everyone's individual journey. They're going to have to work, work at their own belief systems around that and be dedicated to pushing away and, and finding where their blocks are and why. And you know what? I have to say, I've had jobs that I didn't like, and I realized that I was the reason I didn't like them because I was perpetually looking at the thing I didn't like about the job. Mm. And I think I came across the a saying that says God's more interested in changing you than your situation. And so you're in that situation because you're, God's trying to change you, not the situation. So going into a job that I didn't like, I challenged myself to find things I liked about it. And I challenged myself to enjoy my day regardless. And that really did help shift it. And eventually it shifted it enough to where something new came along and I got to move out of that environment into something new. So that's a challenge for everyone too. If they're in something they don't like, then um, you know what can you do to shift that? You're in control, you're in the pilot seat. Right. Okay, what it, I'm gonna throw that question back at you though. What part? The job part or the raising your vibration? How do you raise your vibration? Well, definitely turn off the news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That is a big plus. And plus, you know, that it's even in my notes, like there was a guide that I will send out to like clients and everything. And like some of the things to do to raise your vibration, because throughout all the videos I ever watched, and I'm just going to go off of memory right now, but I know for sure, turning off the news was the number one thing that you will always hear. And then uh, meditation connecting to self was another one. Your diet as in getting rid um, not eating beef and pork or cutting back on beef and pork because that will give you negative vibration. It will take away from your positive vibration. So I do remember that. And then it was exercise, you know, because you want to be grounded. That was their reason for it. Not to get all, you know, swollen buff, but just to be more in 3D, but exercise as well. And then you know, there's a healthy side. And then also uh, drinking plenty of water. That was the other thing. And then um, the other thing I would like to add that you could do all those things, but also looking for the information that you need to hear or find out, you know, however, whatever it is, you know, it could be anything, you know, but if there's a certain piece of information that you're missing, then you have to explore that and find out what that is and where, it, where it's at, you know? Yeah. So it might be someone's conversation with some kind of theory. It might be, you know, a conversation between two friends, you know? So you just have to be on the lookout and listen to that little tidbit of information. That is powerful. I had that happen to me not that long ago where I was at the hairdresser and she puts me under the big, you know, the big cone so I can, you know, color my little roots. And um, this lady was, uh, she had come in just to have just something real quick trim done or something. And then she ended up getting a phone call and it was a hot day. So instead of going in her hot car and taking the call, she sat right next to me and she starts talking and I'm just kind of sitting there playing on my phone and got my hair dryer thing going on, but I can hear her, you know, and she's kind of being funny. But then all of a sudden she said this one line that you could have put a megaphone up to my ear. I was like, oh, I was meant to hear that. And then she was done with her clues. <laughs> yep, she was done with her call. She gets up, she walks out. And I was like, okay, that obviously you put her here so that I would hear what she just said and I would get my message. And so totally pay attention to that stuff. It's huge. You know, the, the world is always talking to us, as I say, um, always, you know, numbers or, different things of that nature so numbers and and signs billboards mm -hmm. talking all these different things that show up so very cool yes all right you think we still have an audience absolutely <laughs> just just by us talking about all this great stuff they're like yes <laughs> Woo! yeah then they're probably like come on daniel where you at <laughs> where you at daniel Shall we go get Daniel or was there more? Sure, sure. Let's ask him a couple of these questions from the viewers. All right. Speaking of water, I'm going to hydrate. Bless your water. Bring it back to healing waters. Um, I had somebody do that the other day. She was like, oh, I just, I just can't stand the taste of my water. I was like, well, do you bless it? She goes, well, I have a crystal in it. I said, try blessing it too. And then I get this text message later and she goes, I'm just realizing that I've been drinking my water like crazy and I'm loving it. Mm, <laughs> so, yum. All right, we'll take it. So bless your water. Bless you, bless you. And, and it's okay, you guys. Your viewpoint of it, you know. Yeah. 
All right, I'm going to go get Daniel. We're going to find out what kind of firecracking things he's got to say, if I have any voice left after talking about the journey. All right, so off I go. I'll see you on the other side. There's a lot of energy in the air these days. Have you been feeling it, Jason? I think so, because uh, I'm in the south, and uh, it's either raining or thundering. So there's something in the air. <laughs> there is something in the air, indeed. And you're probably feeling that magnetic feeling of that energy even more so than most and so but we do say to everyone there is a collective of you that are moving out of this this energy you are moving into a whole new spectrum of energy and you've been doing it i think we even talked about it a little bit in the last in the last video that we did where you are purging and and flexing through these energies and it is it is a it is a little bit of a pendulum swing. Yes, it gets a little bit easier each time as there's less swing, less swing, yes. And so we just want you to all know that you are doing a great job. You are making it through everything perfectly and you are going the right direction for whoever needed to know that. Yes, you are, you're going the right direction and you're gonna be just fine and you're gonna find your way and you don't have all the pieces yet. So if you're feeling like you are in limbo because you want something to shift this way or that way, or you wanna move, but you don't know where, or you wanna do something, but you don't know what, don't worry because those pieces are coming in, those elements to, to that next move, they're just not quite there to you yet, and, but they are coming. Uh, for some of you, you'll see them in the later part of August and for others, you're going to see them in October. And so, mm -hmm you're going to start feeling some shifts in both of those months that are in a positive direction that are gonna give you more clarity and more insight and more direction into where you're going. And it's really interesting. You would, you would talk to Tracy about, does she close her eyes or open her eyes? And right now, as we were doing this, as we were saying, there's going to be more clarity and we're, we are presenting the timeline as if it is on the, her right side here. Every time we move our hand this way, she sees it like a bright light coming in and and so we're seeing it in the mind's eye here right now that on this on this side when we say august when we say october we're seeing these bright lights and these bright lights are coming in because they are bringing the clarity they are bringing the information they are bringing the next move they're helping you and you're just you're doing some of the work that it takes to get to become the energetic and vibrational match to that information so Hopefully we didn't say that all too fast for you, but you are doing a great job. You're going to get there. You have everything you need. You're, you're moving in the right direction and it is all going to line up. For you. Yeah. Nice. Anything else you want us to say about that or do you have questions? Yeah. When you say this is the bright light, is this a uh, light from the sun or is this light from source or is this like information when someone says light? When we see it in our mind, we see it like it is um, just like you would be getting downloads of information. You'd be getting your codes or you're getting your, your new programs coming in, whatever you want to call it, whatever words or phrases resonate for you. Uh, the light is bringing in the information. It, it would be not like sunlight. It would be more like source energy light or, or like a beam of light that is carrying uh, the frequency that is, is going to give you the information that you need. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Is this related to the great awakening by any chance? Everything is related to the great awakening. <laughs> yes, it is all related, isn't it? Uh, the great awakening is in fact a wonderful phrase for it because everybody is starting to, 
uh, get a little more sparkle in that in that idea and get a little more information. And <laughs> we want to say, don't you wish disclosure was actually disclosure these days? I mean, don't you wish that they would just come out with something that you didn't already know and and surprise you with something, something fantastic, something spectacular. And so we're hoping for that. Uh, again, we want to look at, we, we've talked about it before, 2022 is going to offer you some new information and possibly some of those surprises, some of the things you do know about and maybe something you don't. And, and when that something you don't comes about, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a positive direction. And uh, it's, mm, we're looking at this, you know, everyone, not everyone is always on the same page. So there may be a little chaos from those who are a little, a little bit afraid of, of technology that they were not aware of. Uh, coming out. Where did that come from? What, what is that? Don't touch that. That's scary. That, that device, I wouldn't trust that. But we say, you're going you're gonna to see some things surfacing, some things coming through that, um, that are, okay, Jason, we are already in your head and you're saying, oh, what kind of devices? What are they going to do? Is that going to be your next question? You read my mind. We <laughs> did read your mind. We're, we're going we're gonna to get out of your mind before we see something we don't want to. Uh-oh, watch it now. <laughs> and so what we're saying is that some of the stuff is going to be, uh, there's going to be ways to communicate with off-planet beings that, uh, that is not a resource that you know of at this time other than channeling or doing something of this nature. Uh, however, that is, that is going to be something you're made aware of, but you will not have access to it because... Uh, the languages would be a barrier for you, even, even with the translators, and not everybody would be ready for that. But that is a technology that will, as, as people's awareness becomes more and more so, uh, as you get further into the ascension process, then everyone will have access to that stuff because this planet will become one uh, that will be host to many of the other planets coming in uh, <laughs> we want to say on their vacations, but coming in to visit and intermingle and, and trade and do all, all types of different things with the earth planet. So, so that would be an example of something that you wouldn't have expected. You're, you're thinking about food replicators, free energy, uh, different miscellaneous things, vehicles that may be flying cars and all of that, but you maybe were not thinking of uh, devices where you could communicate with the the extraterrestrial beings and the other planetary systems. So that might be an example of something you wouldn't expect. Yeah, that would be perfect. Is that going to be an expensive phone bill? <laughs> that is going to be a little long distance. You may, <laughs> you may need to apply for a second mortgage to place a two-minute call, yes. So uh, very interesting times indeed coming. Would this involve crystals by any chance? Mm. It will involve crystals, but it'll also involve some materials that come from the other planets. Like we said, there will be a little trading going on. And so uh, something that you have in, in the material forms on your planet will be traded for materials from those planets to create these devices and some of the technology that will be coming. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Interesting. That's shocking information. <laughs> 
education. When the resources are used for good things, then good things can come of it. It does not get abused or overused or overconsumed, then it is all right. That is the purpose of these resources. And so once the balance is in place with, with the fifth dimensional frequencies, the balancing of energies, then the overconsuming will not be an issue. Perfect, perfect. Well, if you're interested, we do have a question from a, a viewer. And if you're interested, I can ask you the question. Tracy answered it earlier, but it deals with how to get our vibrations up and how to keep it up was the question. Well, we have a simple answer. <laughs> you go to your YouTube and you come to this, this show and you listen and you follow your, your heart and your mind and you laugh and you giggle. We say, find your funny, find your funny. That will always do it. You know, find the things that make That's you smiling. laugh, find things that make you smile and go to that, have it ready for yourself. But there are, sometimes we do want to say, you need to understand that your mind is the most powerful tool you possess. And if you can set your mind to something, you can change everything around you. So when you change your mind, you change the outcome, right? When you change what you're focusing on, you change the outcome. And so your mind is going to be your biggest tool and your biggest asset to finding your higher vibrations. And so we say, if you are having a bad day, if you are having a bad day, just sit quietly. Imagine that you're leaving your body. You're lifting up, 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 up out of the body. And now you're looking at the earth from, let's say, the clouds. You are looking down at yourself and you're kind of giggling at the fact that you are such a tiny little being in such a big planet. And you think you're such a big being. You think you're almighty, almighty Jason, almighty Tracy. And yet you're just these little tiny specks. And then you go up even further and you go up even higher and you go into the cloud. You go past the clouds, you go into space, you go into the ethers, you go into the cosmos, you go into the multiverse. And then you look at yourself and then not only are you a little speck, but so is the planet that you came from. Your planet is a little speck. Mm. And then you start getting some perspective and you start realizing that there's so much more. There's just so much more. Why are you putting your energy into this little thing? Why are you putting so much energy into this conversation that you had or this disappointment that you had or this mm. thing that didn't work out or this flat tire? That, and you just start thinking to yourself, wow, that just really isn't worth putting all that energy into when I could be out here flying around the cosmos, looking at the multiverse, seeing all the different planetary systems, seeing how big and expansive I am. I think that that is just a little bit of grain of sand in a bucket. And so then you can go back into your body and you can get a new perspective. And all of a sudden that thing that was driving you nuts or pecking away at you is no longer has any power or any hold over you. How does that sound? Perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. <clears throat> so when you mention the cosmos and everything, is this individuals meditating or is this individuals like just out in the clouds and just taking off? <laughs> <laughs> it, well, you can call it whatever you want. We, we say you're going to leave your body. You're going to leave this vehicle for a minute and you're going to go remind yourself what it's really about. And then you're gonna come back and then you're gonna go, oh, well, I guess I don't need to be that upset. And you're gonna realize that the thing that upset you, if it's a conversation, if it's, a, if it's something that happened or whatever, that you're gonna to start to realize the chain of events that took place to 
to create that scenario? If it is somebody that you had an argument with, what happened in their day to get them to that point? What happened in your day to get you to that point? And then you're, gonna, you're going to diffuse it by looking at it and, and understanding it and getting, getting less charged about it because you realize that oh, I'm not really mad at my children. I'm mad that my boss didn't recognize the good job I did today and that my feelings were hurt because they dismissed it. And so then I came home and I took it out on my kids. Mm. And, and then you can go and say, children, mommy, sorry, let's go get ice cream. And it's all better because ice cream makes everything better. And so, <laughs> and so what you, you will, you're gonna find that, that you're gonna start going down the rabbit hole of what made me do that? How can I react to that way? Why am I responding to the world the way I am? Why is this my mirror? And you're going to find those answers and it's going to diffuse them. And if you're too, if you're too wrapped up in it, then we say, leave your body, go up in space, take a minute, then come back down and do it again and try again, because you need to disconnect so that you can get a different perspective and get a, get a broader view of it. Get, get a reality check with it. Yes. And many times we're so upset about the littlest things, aren't we? And then when we really look at it, those little things aren't even the things that we're mad at at all. And it really boils down to something that happened two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever, that hurt your feelings, that um, something that didn't happen, a promotion you didn't get, a, a something that you were trying to, an award you didn't win, whatever it is. And so you're going to be able to get the bigger picture you're going to be able to work through that and then once you do once you clear that oh then the gateways open right and then then a better job comes available or or a bigger promotion comes available or, or an even more prestigious award gets presented uh, more acknowledgement in this area when you let go of the thing that was bothering you once you can identify it because you're Again, you are starting to love yourself more. You know you are worthy. You know that you deserve it. You know that you are lovable. You know that you have all the qualities to do everything that you came here to do. You wouldn't have designed it any other way. You're a brilliant human being. So of course you designed it so that you would, you would learn and grow from it because you're brilliant that way. And of course you designed it. So when you got to that answer, when you release that problem, when you move through that dilemma, then you... And then you step into something even more magnificent. How smart are you? Of course you do. It is a, it is a reward system, right? And it's like, good job. Now here, you can have something better. Uh, maybe it doesn't quite work that way, but the doors do open and you do attract it to you. Uh, once something much like what you desired or something even better, once you move through the lesson that you set up for yourself when you, when you designed your life. Hmm. Interesting. You mentioned jobs just a little bit, but it's kind of like very similar question that Tracy had. Um, what if someone is not happy with their jobs? Any advice with that? Well, they are not actually not happy with their jobs. They are not happy with themselves. Their job is the mirror. Everything around them is the mirror. So of course, if they if they started to love themselves and respect themselves, be kind to themselves, honor themselves, and set those boundaries that you two were talking about prior to us coming in, then the environment around you has to change. 
when you start honoring and respecting yourself, then the outside world has to. It has to start honoring and respecting you. If you are in a job you do not like, then that is because you did not honor yourself enough to get the job you do like. You did not believe that you deserve the job you do like. Maybe you're punishing yourself because you feel bad about something that you did or something that you said or something that happened in childhood or a program you're running that your family put in place for you. So you have to do your work. You have to go find what is the program that's running that says I need to be in this shitty job. And, and feel this way all the time. I don't want to get up in the morning. I feel like I don't want to be here at all. I don't want to be in this life. If, if I crossed the street right now and got hit by a car, I'd be okay with that. And you know, some of you are thinking that way. So that is why we say it. And we have to tell you to go look at your stuff. Who, who put that program there? Forgive them, love them. They didn't know better. They were coming from a wounded place as well. And when you can realize that everybody is coming from a wounded place and they do not mean to hurt you with their words, they're just in a lot of pain themselves, it is easier to find the forgiveness for them. And when you can find your forgiveness for them, then it's easier to find the forgiveness for yourself. And when you realize that the actions that you are doing are also affecting other people, and when you are acting in a way that is destructive and, and mean and, and maybe a little vile, then you are affecting other people and, and it ripples out. So change the way you're behaving. Be kind, be, be precious. That's the word we want to use. Be good to people, even if they are annoying you even if they are pestering you, even if they are setting you up to fail, be good to them because they're doing all of that for a reason. Mm -hmm. And when you start loving everything about yourself, you're going to start showing that outside of you as well. You're going to start showing kindness to these wounded people that are acting out just like you were acting out. And you're gonna start finding your job gets better. The people around you get better. The people around you are responding differently to you you're responding differently to them. Everything gets better. You get a new job, you get a promotion, something changes, but you have to do the work. It is like Tracy said before, God is more, more interested in changing you than your situation. You're in the situation because you are setting that up, designing that for yourself to put you, you are the, the diamond in that hole, right? You are in the pressure to change and to become maybe the chrysalis, the butterfly, all the metaphors, you all know them, but you put yourself in that position so that it would push you and push you and push you. And then one day you're finally gonna go, I've had enough. I don't deserve to be treated this way. I hate this job, I'm leaving. And then, oh, the choir of angels sing because you finally said, I deserve better. <laughs> and, and when you finally own that you deserve better, then you go out into the world. And as long as you don't fall into another pit of, of self-pity and detriment, then the world's going to open up the gateways and say, okay, here's a whole list of better jobs. Now you came from this job down here. Now you feel like you deserve this one. You're not quite up here yet where you think you get that, that amazing job that gives you everything you ever wanted and the lifestyle you desire, but you're one step closer to it. And we say, hey, shoot for the stars. Get to know yourself enough to know that you deserve to have that lifestyle you desire. You deserve to live a way that you would want to live. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to play and travel and have fun and have the home you want and have the car you want. As long as you are not using these material things as a way to define you. When you are defining yourself with material things, then you are coming from an ego place of lack. 
and you are not loving yourself. But when you love yourself, then you'll find that naturally a, a beautiful car that you love to drive shows up and a home that you love to live in shows up in an area that you enjoy. You see what we mean? You cannot have the things define you. You define you. And then these things come in around you to reflect mm. you. They're going to reflect you, not define you. Yeah. I like it. Does that help? Yes, it does. That was perfect. <clears throat> well, this question was for, uh, for Tracy, but I'm going to twist it up a little bit and ask you this question. How did you connect to Tracy? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, were, we have always been connected. And as some know, but maybe not everybody knows, uh, as Daniel, I am an aspect of the same soul that Tracy has incarnated from. And so we have always been connected. And so we were just waiting for the opportunity. It has always been part of the design that she would come into the third dimension. She would come into the human form as one of the volunteers. And, and there are many of us stationed on other planets and other, in other locations. So I am not the only ET collective, as you might call it, that is incarnated from the soul. She has other incarnations, uh, aspects of self, incarnated in other uh, galactic counterparts as well, some that she hasn't even met, uh, several that she hasn't even met yet. And so we are, we are in fact, one in the same. That is why we can connect through her so well. And that is why it is so easy for us to do that. And we say this to you with great love. You all have designed this for yourselves as well. Mm. Find your counterparts, find your soul, counterpart because you have them you designed it this way because you're listening to this and if you're listening to this you are a volunteer and if you are a volunteer then you have counterparts and galactic positions and the reason that we do this is because tracy's not going to be able to remember everything about who she is and so one of the gifts that she was able to remember was her telepathy with us to make these connections to be the channel it took it took her designing many things along her path to get her here, including one day she had a reading about 15, maybe even more years ago than that, maybe more like 18 years ago, she had somebody do a, a soul reading for her. And in her soul reading, it was all written out. And they said, you're going to communicate with the star people and you're going to bring messages to the planet. And she looked at that and that was when she was like, what's an aura? And she looked at that and she says, okay, that looks interesting, kind of a little out there. And she, but she kept the letter and she found it one day. She found it about a year ago and she read it and it, it almost made her cry because now she is doing that very thing that that letter told her she was going to do. So you see how she set it up in her path that she was going to get little clues along the way to help her get here, to help her find her way to us so that we could bring these messages to you so that you could all find your way to your counterparts, to your connections, to your other aspects of the soul. And uh, we did talk about this a little bit in one of her workshops, which was braiding the threads of the universe, uh, where how that how those threads work with all the other counterparts of the soul. So if that is of interest, uh, that might be an easier way to get the information because that could take a while for us to explain it but there are we were elated when when we finally got that open door to come in and we knew that this trip that she was going to take to do her level two training 
with her QHHT and her connection to Dolores Cannon and her connection to Julia Cannon and her connection to this work. It was all leading to this moment where we were going to get to share in this way with everyone listening. And it is a very exciting thing when it all comes together, when the plan works, right? When it all opens up and it's very divine. And so that is our side of the stories that we, we have always been around, we have always been connected. She may not have always known who she was talking to, uh, but when it was finally time for us to, to fully engage in the way that we did through the channeling, that was, a, that was a celebration on our side for sure. It was a good day, one that we had planned we were able to remember the plan, the third dimensional reality where you don't have those memories. She had the bigger challenge. She had to find us again. And so it's, it is a beautiful thing when the reunion happens. Hmm. Now, was who gave her that shot years ago in Eureka Springs with the bump? Was that you, Daniel, or was that someone else? <laughs> uh, we call them the little grays, the little medics, the little, the little ones. Um, they were, there, there are certain ones that are, that are quick and fast and know what they're doing when they go in and out of the earth realm and element. And, and they are a little bit different structure. Uh, many of you know that they are, they are a little bit of the AI collective. There is an intelligence with, with this collective, but they are not as vulnerable as we are when they come into the earth, uh, we, we have to be very careful as a, as a collective, um, as the one, oneness collective, right? And what affects me will affect, will affect the collective. And so we have to be careful not to come into a third dimensional density as to not pick up fear-based energies. So we send them, we send them down and they were the ones that did it. There is, there is an ability for us to speak through them and use them. They are a biological uh, uh, being, but they are also a bit AI and they are not a oneness collective. Mm -hmm. And so they were the ones that came in and administered the booster, as one might say. <laughs> and so... Uh, she's saying, and what exactly did the booster do for me? And um, oh, that's a good question. It is a good question. We have no answer for that. There was nothing. We just wanted to, to leave a mark. No. Uh, <laughs> the, the booster was a little bit of a DNA uh, activation for her to help her to make this connection when it, it took it took about 48 hours for it to get fully through her bloodstream and into her body. Uh, and to work with her DNA to boost her receptors, as one might say, so that when she did go sit in that chair, when she did go to have that session with her friend, she was, she was highly charged by that point and ready to, to deliver the messages. And so it, it was very slight and it was not much, it's, we don't even think that uh, your medical staff would be able to find the what we did with the DNA there, but that was, it was a little booster for the DNA. Interesting stuff. Is there anything you would like to share any messages today? Mm, or, we always like to share the messages, right? With the, with our beautiful audience. So let us scan them. Is that what you mean? To, to either one, if you have a message for us, or if you have a message for the group that is uh, connecting to this. Mm. Let us look and see if there is something 
First, we want to look and see if there's anyone else who would like to speak today. We haven't done that in a while, have we? I think it's been a, a little bit for that one. <laughs> we feel everybody is kind of standing off a bit. Uh, there's, there is one collective that is coming forward. Uh, they are very tall, uh, slender in nature. Um, since we go off of vibration and frequency, we were looking to see if Tracy has a name for these beings. Um, she says, I would probably call them the giants. Uh, and they are very tall and they are slender and they have, um, <laughs> she says they have very kind of short faces and more elongated skulls. Uh, but, and, and they are wearing robes with hoods. Uh, hmm. We are not sure. You have not spoken with this collective yet. So let's find out what it is that they want to bring through. And we're going to get, um, we're going to get to their gate passes. Yes, as the gatekeeper, we want to make sure that they are, uh, they are of a very high vibration. Uh, and this is very interesting because they speak through frequency. So they were asking them, can, is this translatable so that we can bring messages through? Um, if, if we can allow them to speak through Tracy, we'll do that. Otherwise we will see if we can translate the message for you and bring this in. Uh, what we are getting so far is that this is a very exciting time. There has been this, this bubble of energy around the planet that has been uh, holding and sustaining the planet in its vibration, its current vibration. And, and of course, every, every day those vibrations are moving and shaking and, and flexing and, and the solar flares are coming in and you guys know the whole gamut of things and the energy within this, this sphere is changing and evolving. This collective is bringing in a new, um, a new flavor. That is how they're saying. That is how we are interpreting what they're saying. A new flavor. We're going to be bringing in a new energy, a new frequency. It's going to start with the layer that goes around the sphere, like the outer crust, and it's going to ease in. It is going to ease in through. Um, it is almost like this vibration that is already existing has to absorb this new frequency that's going to come in. What is the new frequency going to do? That is what we want to know. What is this new frequency? It is a telepower. Telepower, what does that mean? Telepower. Oh, it's and it oh it's and it's we are finding our words. We're finding our words here. We want to bring it in. We want to come here. We want to celebrate with all of you. We want you to know that we are here. We are here. We are here with you. There are some of you that are already connecting to us that are around the world. And this telepower, this telepower, uh, you you think you need the devices that, that were spoken of earlier, the devices to communicate with the collectives, but you do not. You are the telepower. You are the collective your telepathy is the ability to do that. And we are here to help you heighten it. You have already been working with the mantis beings to heighten this energy, this flexibility of your energy, your sensitivity levels. You have been coming in 
and working with those vibrations, which has gotten you now set and calibrated for us to come in and bring it to the next level. And what is that next level you want to ask? Well, our next level is to work with telepathy between the humankind. Telepathy with us is much easy because we know how to do it with you. We know how to do it with, with each other. You do not so much know how to do it. You experienced a little bit of that today, Tracy. You did that with Jason a little bit, or, or Daniel did that with Jason a little bit, where he is saying, oh, this is your next question, isn't it? And, and you're going to start noticing that you know what the other person's going to say. You know what they're going to, you know what they're feeling, regardless of what they are saying. And there is going to be no more purpose for lying. Ha <laughs> ha. Sorry about your luck to those of you who like to lie, but there is going to be no more purpose for it because you're not going to get away with it because your your vibrations, your frequencies are going to tattletale on you. And we are here to help bring that to the next level. We are here to bring out the telepathy and the ability to, to fully sense one another in, in its purest form. And that is not to say that there will be any violation of the free will or privacies of any nature. But when one is engaging in thought or, or putting out energy towards another, if the other is open to receive it, then that is when that will happen. We don't want anyone to ever think that their, that their privacy will be violated by these abilities. That is not how that works. And as you get into it and as you understand it, you will understand that that when you want to be tapped into it, you can be. And when you don't, you don't have to be. And if you feel somebody else tapping around your energy, you can, you can very easily throw up a shield if you do not want them in your energy. And so uh, not to be afraid of this, of this ability to expand into that collective mind, because you are going to really enjoy where this takes you and the advancements that it brings you as you open up into this collective energy of thought because when you are able to pick up on other people's thoughts you're going to find that you each have pieces to a puzzle that you are putting together and then you're going to have more information you're going to be able to place uh, place your knowledge your knowledge will expand your knowledge will expand everyone's knowledge will expand and there will be no more ability to uh, to bring falsehoods among the people and that will be a great part of the ascension, wouldn't it? To not have to deal with this, uh, this ability that people can be lied to and, and cheated and they are, no, they are not aware. When this new ability starts to expand and grow throughout the population, there will be no more ability to lie to the people and, and there will be no more of this corruption as one might say. And so that is what we are here. Uh, our, our transmission is being cut short now as it is a lot of energy and the vehicle is, is starting to feel the effects of all the energy that we are bringing through it. So we would like to thank you for letting us come in and for letting us bring that message to the collective. Thank you. Thank you. They're giving me back my body for a minute. Now it was a lot of core. <laughs> I could feel that energy coming up this way instead of through here. Uh, it was coming in. Uh, I gave you a workout. Yeah, I feel like I just did a hundred crunches. So, um, so that was interesting. Um, cool information though. Uh, okay, so let's see if we can get Daniel back in here to do a collective reading. See if the audience, if I can, it's really back to me. Okay, is Daniel still here? 
<laughs> we'll give her five more minutes and then we, we need to let her body rest. Uh, what we want to say to the collective, uh, as we scan the audience, we, we do want to say that um, there are some of you out there that there's something you want to do, a vacation you want to take, a trip, a journey, a person you want to talk to, something you want to do. There's something you want to do and you are not doing it. And we say, why? Why are you not being true to yourself on this? Mm. And you might be saying, well, I don't have the money to take the trip. Well, then we say to you, what would happen if you scheduled that trip? What would happen if you scheduled it and found a way to get the money? If you found a way to take that trip, maybe uh, one of the things that, that we do want to say is that where there is a will, there is a way. You all know that saying, right? And if you want to go camping, maybe you just find a friend that has a beautiful backyard and you go camping in their backyard. I mean, you got to start getting creative because you have to get yourself out of this energy of I can't or this energy of I don't have enough. I can't do it. That's not for me. Uh, I'm broke. I can't do this because you are going to keep perpetuating that story. Change your story. I am going to do this. I'm going to find myself a way to get out and, and do this and Maybe if I split it with a friend, maybe then we can afford it. Or maybe if I don't journey as far off as I thought I was going to originally, then we can do this trip. Maybe rethink the way you were going to do it. Find a different way to do it. Do the thing that you wanted to do. If you were thinking about reaching out to somebody, connecting with somebody, somebody's been on your mind, then we say to you, what is it going to hurt to do that? To go reach out to that person. Let them know you're thinking about them. They Maybe they need to hear from you. And maybe that's why they're on your mind. It's time to start following these, in, these intuitive nudges. It's time to start honoring yourself. It's time to start celebrating who you are. Celebrate what it is you want to do, the things that bring you joy. Because when you are out there doing that travel that you wanted to do, or you are out there doing that thing that you wanted to do, you're going to find that you open the floodgates to more great things coming in. And it does happen that way. It does. So open those doors and let, let us shower you let the universe shower you with the greatness that it's always been wanting to shower you with. Could you imagine being a brand new parent? You just get this brand new baby handed to you and it's the most perfect baby on the planet. And you get this baby and you say to it, oh, I hope that you suffer a lot. And I hope that you end up broke and that you end up on welfare and that you end up with all kinds of horrible things happening to you your whole life. Do you think that is what the universe is doing when you are coming into this life? No, it says, I want you to thrive. I want you to be happy. I want you to find your bliss. We know you have your journey. We know you came in here to do things. We know you came into clear karma for not just yourself, but for the lineage that you came into. We know that you are healing the ancestors. We know you got big jobs but you can have fun and you can play and you can do it joyfully and you can find love and bring it into the heart and you can do all of these things and you can still enjoy your life. And so that is what the universe wants for you. The universe wants its gorgeous little baby and that is you to live a beautiful life and it wants to support you in that. So open the doors for it. It can only bring it to you if you believe you deserve it. Mm. so why not believe why not ask for it i want this i want this so bad i thank you universe that you are bringing me this most beautiful vacation you are bringing me this most beautiful uh 
home. You were bringing me into a relationship that I could only have dreamed of. You were bringing me all these great things with wonderful, wonderful people all around me. Let that happen. And we're, we're hearing your five minutes is up. Bing. And so we're going to let Tracy have her body back. But we do want to say to everyone, please, please follow those directions. This is your assignment. Go out and be happy. Go be happy and, and be kind. Be kind to people. You never know what their struggles were today or any day or what brought them to this place that they're in right now. So just be kind to them. And with that, we thank you so much for letting us be a part of your journey. And we thank you, Jason, for, for hosting us once again and, and bringing this through. And we're going to thank Tracy for letting us come through her and also for bringing in the new collective that came to join us today. So thank you to everyone. And until next time, we appreciate you. Thank you very much, Daniel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there it is. All right. We didn't get a name Perfect. other than giants, right? Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, what were they? What collective it was? I don't know. I think that um, I hadn't seen this one before, but the, and I don't even know what I would Google to see if I could find anything, um, anything in the internet to match it, but. Oh, we're just going to have to go with the hooded giants. <laughs> they kind of look like um, the little stick people. What am I thinking of? Like, and um, maybe it's like the little, the little Christmas ornaments that stand around the nativity scene. They make them, you know, they elongate them and make them funny looking instead of like the three wise men to make them like super long and tall, like some sort of elfy ornament or something. Mm. Did you have anything on your side? You like how Daniel was able to connect to you? He gave you a little bit more details. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fun. Um, I kind of knew that from doing that workshop that that was that I had other collectives and odds are that that collective that just came through, um, you know, usually what happens is I find out that there is a connection to me to that one too. Um, but yeah, so everybody's got all these, you know, it's, I guess the best way to say it is if, if you think of the ocean and you take a bucket and scoop a bucket out of the ocean, that's, that's the soul that is Tracy or a bucket out of your ocean is the soul that is, that is Jason. Mm. And so there's many, many buckets that come out of that ocean, right? And so you have, you have incarnations of the same soul all over and, and your soul has planned a very intricate interaction with those other aspects of you. And you have more than one of you here on this third dimensional planet too, on earth. So it's interesting for sure. Um, and that's, again, that's just my perspective of it, uh, how that comes through me. So other people might see it differently and it's, it's always right. Okay, so I'm gonna say it that way because we'd be silly to think that there's only one reality. So mm, yeah. that is one way that, that it can be happening. And somebody else might channel a whole completely different way. And that way could be just as equally right because it might be happening over in there in that, that version that way. So just like there's like 500 different ways that the new earth is going to come about. 
You know, it's like, are people going to get taken by a ship or we just going to wake up one day and we're going to be there? Is it going to be like a rapture? Is it going to be, you know, and everybody's got these different scenarios of the new earth and they're all right. Yes, that that's all going to happen. It depends on what collective you're connected to. That's the way I understand. So anyway. Mm. Yep. And and then tomorrow that could all change and might have a whole new understanding. Yeah. You know, that's what happens when you get those downloads. That's right. So so it seemed like the Giants came in with a lot of energy from what it sounded like. You think? It was- yeah, that was a lot of energy and I had never seen them before. So that was, I'm still kind of like the pressure on my head from that. It's <laughs> kind yeah, of like that. Changed and everything. You could tell like something else was going on. Yeah, it felt Almost robotic. like robotic a little bit. Yeah, it did. It felt very robotic because there was... And I think that was happening. Like if I if I can acclimate to that energy, I think it'll come through better. But because because I hadn't been acclimated to that energy yet, it was coming through like this because it that's all the faster I could let it come through. Because um, they're coming from a very high speed or high. I mean, things are moving fast in that reality. So, but the part that was weird is I felt like my whole body was just like the energy was so intense that my whole body felt like it was flexed. That's why they couldn't stay any longer. Cause it was like, okay, you guys gotta let me for <laughs> It's like, let go. It was like somebody grabbing you and just squeezing. So mm. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they come through again. Yeah. Maybe it's a one and done or maybe it's, um, maybe they'll come back. I don't know. To be determined. Subscribe <laughs> to the, for the next one. Right. Yeah. Click that like and, and hit the bell. Was there anything else on your side that you noticed that we talked about today that uh, you wanted to mention? I don't think so. At this point, my head is... The light of- part was interesting. Oh, the light where where they were talking about October or August and October. It was yeah. later August and the first of October, first part of October. So I don't know if it was the stretch between those two months or you're going to notice something here. Or you're going to notice it's over here, but there was bright light. It was weird. It was like, it was like this whole wall just lit up. Mm. You know, like when your eyes are closed and someone shines a flashlight on you and you, and you know, there's a light shining on you. That's what it felt like. Maybe that's when like individuals start waking up and the light comes on. <laughs> I hope so. And it just keeps getting brighter. Like, so, yeah. So maybe that was the collective light. That would be good. We'll take mm-hmm. that. Interesting. Well, on certain channels, they did say August is going to be a hot month. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh. Say and I, like that. And I talking temperature-wise, evidently. So <laughs> you mentioned late August. It had me thinking about it. I was like, well, oh, maybe that had something to do with it. Oh, that's interesting. So, I like that. And wow. it was another practitioner that said something like, information coming out if this deals with information for the light part so um that information was going to come out in july a little bit in july and then august more was coming out and then more later on Mm. so well it makes sense it's time for it to start coming out you know we all need to to start preparing ourselves and i mean we saw i've been doing this channel for what would we say almost three years now 
and here comes a whole new collective and my whole body responds like it's the first time, you know, and I'm like, er, 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 I can't hardly get it out. And so we all need to be acclimated to these energies so that we can flow with those because um, that's, that would be interesting times to get to a place where our radar is so sharp that nobody could lie. You know, you would, you would peg a, you know, get that liar right off the bat. And so, you know, then, then when nobody's got anything to hide, that's a whole nother world to live in, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's living an authentic and good, being a good person. So. Absolutely. I do remember from Dolores Cannon's books um, years ago. So and it makes you wonder, like it was said many times, like it'll be harder to hide certain things and harder to um, to lie as well. And yeah. then, so it made me think of the politicians. I'm like, how is that going to work for them? <laughs> it's have a bad that is true. And then you think about technology. I mean, it it's getting harder and harder to, uh, to lie about something and to you know say something and not get caught you know yeah so it's like i want to know if that has something to do with it that's going to be interesting for sure yeah mm -hmm. uh, i'm looking forward to it you know for the people that are being honest and good people they have nothing to fear <laughs> it's the ones that are right the shysters the the ones that are manipulating and corrupt they might have a bad day if we're all starting to get our radar in tune. So, mm -hmm, absolutely. They're like, damn it. Why does that happen? <laughs> so, the questions that I did, did ask today, a lot of those were well, the majority of the ones were from the other YouTube video that we did. So, that was in the comments and I wrote them down. And whatever came through today, I just went with it as well, just piecing it all together throwing a little mix in for Daniel. So if you have any questions for the next video, please write them down and uh, I'll try to remember to ask Tracy about it. But so <laughs> that's right. Good. We like that. It's mm -hmm. fun because then we get to give you the answers you're looking for. And, and it might be things that we didn't think about asking and we all want to know too. So that's great. Yep. All right. Perfect. Are we calling it? Is this it? That's it. It's about all that right. time. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you thank for being you. here. And thank you for making all of this possible. All right. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.